Jude Rain, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Welcome to the Kevin Pickle Show. As we always do, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Martini, shaking, not stored. No, I'm not James Bond. I am Kev. <laughs> and I, of course, am Pickle. And, of course, as always, we have to advise that the show is, of course, sponsored by the Finger Licking, Chicken Winging, Tony's Pizzeria, Park Street, in our wonderful town of Dundalk. Kev. Best town in the country. Pick up best town in the country. Best town in the country. Come here, Kev. As um, later on the show, an audio, we have an interview with a man by the name of Kieran McIver, who is the chairman of the Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee, which is all about putting up a statue for what was Ireland's first um, world champion way back mid nineties. Okay. Early 90s. Um, so it was, okay? So uh, check that out later on, guys. It'll be an audio later on, and then we'll put the video out in itself later on. Uh, this episode might just be audio. Uh, at the minute, I am moving on the screen. However, oh. there's a possibility that could change very quickly. As you'll, be like, you'll, listen, you'll be like Elsa. You'll be like Elsa, right? And in some ways, Kev, I just need to let it go, man. But listen, it is, of course, episode 101. The darts game that I used to play when I was a child. And by God, I used to get so bored after three hours, I couldn't hit 101 that I just gave up the ghost. But Kev, why in God's green earth don't you find it? And then, I'm delaying it, why don't you tell everybody what's going to be coming up on this yeah. week's pod show? There you Very go. short and sweet, Pickle. It's room run, run a run, one oh one. Room one oh one. Room one oh one. It says you look, look at your pet. So pet hates stuff you would have put in room one oh one back in the day, as in uh, the, the host Skinner and so on. And what's his oh, name? Man. Nick. Nick something. Hancock. Nick Not Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. yeah. Nick Hancock. And of course, Pickle, you're going to do. History of 2001. So we're nearly getting, we're nearly, it's not nearly history, it's nearly present, but the history of 101. Of exactly. Yeah. So today's the one biggest thing, obviously, that happened was September 11th attacks happened against the United States by Al Qaeda or the American government, uh, which killed 2,977 people and instigated the global war on terror, uh, where um, this was the defining event of 2001. Uh, the United States led a multinational coalition in the invasion of Afghanistan after the Taliban government did not extradite Al Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden. Apart isn't from, isn't it uh, mad, right? Like uh, the U.S. government put Saddam Hussein in charge when they're trying to get rid of the, uh, the Ayatollah, okay, in Iraq. So they give Saddam Hussein. So then they fought Saddam Hussein. No, let me finish. They then just fought Saddam Hussein because they didn't like Saddam Hussein, and they guess who they give weapons to? Uh, Barack Obama. Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. And then Al Qaeda, they didn't like Al Qaeda, so they give give weapons to who? Syria. Syria. And I guess what to fight in Syria. And they give them, so just a vicious cycle of American giving weapons. And now who are they get back I'm just gonna say who are they giving weapons to now? That's all I'm saying. I'll stop it there. Who are America giving weapons to? Not yeah. Russia. Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. So I was gonna say was you said Ayatollah and Ayatollah. the Ayatollah and the Ayatollah of rock and roller. No, is... not him. 
Chris Jericho. Yeah. And because my eyes are, it's where I did drugs, but I don't look like I had pupils. Um, right. So, um, you know that look. Um, what I did want to say was this won't mean a lot to other people, but it'll mean a lot to some people, right? R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Jay Briscoe was a wrestler from America who's 38, who died the other day in a car crash. His daughter was in the car with him as well. Another woman did actually pass away as well, part of the accident. He was one of the greatest tag team wrestlers with his brother. Uh, the Briscoe brothers, obviously, to guess what? They were incredible, right? So for any wrestling fans that we do have listened to the podcast, Jay Briscoe, R.I.P., very, very fucking sad, 38 years of age. Kev, other things to happen in 2001 because... I certainly didn't look this up before we started the show. And he knew 9-11 happened in it, right? But did you also know, right, that the bridge in the Hintzi Ribeiro Bridge collapses in northern Portugal and it killed 59 people? Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, probably the most important thing that happened, right, is the act of the opening up of marriage goes into effect in the Netherlands, which becomes the first modern country to legalize same-sex marriage. Bravo. No, because that was in 2001. We only did it like 10, 15 years ago, didn't we? 10 years ago? I thought we did it. I thought we were first. No, we were just the first ones in Ireland to do it. What? That doesn't make sense. We were the first... I know. I'm reading off, Google. Fuck it. Take it That's, up that's wrong. Ireland was the first country to legalise same-sex marriage. Was it? Okay. Uh, like, other things happened as well. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, other things happened. Right, Kev. So, uh, how was your week? What did you get up to? What did you do this week? Everything was, everything was fine until today. Ma. I decided, it was a little bit chilly. I decided I was going to get a bucket of coal and brought in my sticks. They're about half four uh, this ah. afternoon. And went out and got the sticks. And instead of getting the sticks, I stood in the stick. And there was a nail in the stick. So at the minute, my foot's a little bit sore. There was a lot of, a bit of blood. Uh, I am on my aspirin, so I bled a little bit more than I probably should have done. Did it go uh, through? Like, as well, it didn't, like, go through your, like, as in, like, through your well, foot? Skin. Well, I was bleeding. So it bleeding, blood, 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 blood just <laughs> doesn't happen but, from not going in. So it went in a wee bit. Yeah. I, but that's what I mean. It didn't go like it didn't come out the top of your to- your top of your foot. Like it didn't no. go through your foot. I wouldn't be talking to you if I came out the top of my foot. I'd be in hospital. But we probably still could have done the podcast because you'd be sitting in a hub for the next two days. I'd be in Drogheda waiting for six You could have done the interview with Kieran that we just did in yeah. South. So you yeah. could have done like a um but yeah, no, but so you fucked yourself up. Well, nail, Kev. well I, I kind of put a bit of a panting on it. I'm kind of wary should I get a fucking, uh, what do you call it, a tetanus, but I'll see how I feel in the morning if I need a tetanus or not. Would you need a tet, a tetris, a tetris? Tetanus. 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 Would you need a tetanus if it's a case that like your dog was licking the nail or something like that, no? And then you stood on it. It's because a tetanus is not to do with animal bites or something, no? No. So, that can be too, but a foreign right. body going into your body is kind of stuff like that. That's one of my room one one things. <laughs> so it is. Um, Jesus. But and Kev, look at apart from that though, you had a shocking busy Saturday. You were around the town. I did, yeah. With some posters. I was around. I went around the town and seen a lot of posters. Um, unfortunately, Pickle couldn't come with me. He was caught up in other in other ways. Uh, he's, he's at it's the, all right. Okay. But that time. I love it. I know all the dance. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're out a few, a few of the shops. We did see a lot of 
We got a lot of support from the shops, the local shops. We will go through that. Uh, hopefully, uh, on the live show when we talk about everyone to give us uh, prizes and stuff like that for for our yeah. But uh, big raffle. thanks. There's been a lot of uh, serious support, guys. We all know it's a worthy cause. Um, and again, obviously, the reason why we're trying to get so many prizes is to encourage more and more people to come to the show, buy some raffle tickets, and hopefully win some yeah. very impressive awesome. prizes that we've got awesome so far. Prizes. Yeah, and also big thanks to the August and the Democrat. Uh, to put it online and to have it in the papers t- uh, today. Uh, so thanks to them and hopefully we get a lot of support coming down to see us fingers crossed uh, yeah. Margaret and Jason Margaret from the August Jason from the Democrat and then Castellan Pharmacy give them a shout out they shared it on the Facebook page have to get Baz who's one of our guests he actually shared it up on his Instagram and Facebook today as well uh, so we good chatting to him about what's in the in the future pipeline for him work wise and all that kind of stuff but uh, Kev my week I did not do a Slimming World video last week right because I no. did not have time on the Saturday to do it okay you must make time for your for the family for a podcast family you must make time yeah well I had a pound off which means that the four and a half pound I had on two weeks ago is now all gone okay I have to give a shout out to my beautiful assistant, okay? My wonderful wife rejoined Slimming World, right? Don't know why, she just made the decision one night and she went the next day. She had £6 off in her first week, right? Brilliant, you know what I mean? What the fuck, so, what the fuck are you doing? If she's £6 off, what the fuck are you doing? I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm ordering Uber Eats McDonald's and she goes to bed like 9 o'clock. Like, I'm, I'm only after having like three fucking uh, Euro Save or triple cheeseburgers, like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's a bit of cheese. Uh, but no, apart from that, my week's pretty... Quiet. Uh, I had my first Ramparts game this year that I actually showed up to, uh, and we lost. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have shown up because we won the last game that I wasn't there. Um, but no, apart from that, all quiet. Kev, I think, look, we're at the stage now where we're just we're, we're nervous, we're excited, and we're just trying to get to the live show and hope. So you're nervous. I'm excited. Absolutely shitting it. I literally never thought I would feel this way about it. Like, I honest to God was like, I can't wait for this. Just give me an audience. Give me a microphone. I'll be laughing now. I'm like, take that microphone away. Don't let me talk. I, I'm going to say something stupid. Like, I'm going to call somebody a cunt and they're going to come up and punch me or something like that. And, like, let's be honest, there's a high probability that might happen. Um, so there is. But look, Kev, I'll tell you what. We did, as we do now, we did the Would You Rather online. Did you get any response this week? No, we didn't have any random messages or people in Walker around that asking. No, no. Right, so we got a few responses, right? So the first one that we did, right? Let me just get the order of these bad boys, right? Was... Family event, right? So, would you rather be the only one drunk at a family reunion or the only one sober? Now, forget that you don't drink anymore, right? Just go back to when sober. you used to drink and you were sober. a good crack. No, don't, you don't want to be the only one drunk. You're making a filly. You said you're black sheep of the family. I've been there. I've done that. Don't want to buy the t-shirt again anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, you, that's actually a very valid point. Well, so you're saying sober, right? To me, I would probably say sober well because like you, I have been in the bad books of being the drunk one and let's just say that didn't end well for certain people now it was split though right so Sarah Tracy Muxo and Donna all said sober and then Leon Jason and uh, Cabbage all said drunk which is fair enough okay Um, I'm just looking at Facebook here right the other question then Kev and I love how people try and say neither it's a would you rather question you don't have a fucking choice, as you'll hear next. Everyone Saturday. has a choice, Pickle. Everybody has a choice. You can't tell. You can't say that anymore. Back in the day, you could say that. Now you have to. You have to give people a choice. When it comes to would you rather questions, you have to pick one or the other. Okay, same. And as Kev will find it next Saturday in McAllister's, he's going to have to pick one of these rather 
I that is not happening. That not, is being we, asked. We can't. We can't. Why not? I already you said it to three what, people and they were like, what oh, yes. You see what happened this week already. We cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, but I'm not saying I want to. F- no. Um, <laughs> right. So would you rather, Kev, your partner cheat on you with an ex or cheat on you stranger, with a total stranger? Stranger, 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 danger. Right. Stranger, danger. So the answers we got on this, as I said, were neither, but I had to choose you would pick a stranger. Uh, Cabbage, of course, said neither. Uh, Donna said stranger. But somebody, I asked her this today, gave me a fantastic answer so she did, right? She said to me that she would say an ex, right? One reason, or two reasons, right? One, she knows all his exes are ugly as fuck, right? Okay? And then she was like, I can do the revenge and have sex with one of my exes. So I asked the next question, which was, I'm guessing you've had some really good looking exes. And she was like, yes. And I was like, well, I liked it. See the way she taught about it. And she turned it into a positive for herself. Manipula- women's manipulation, once again. They love a bit of manipulation now. Look, we all love a bit of manipulation, Kev. So we do. Like, hey. But yeah, look, at um. It's a bit of crack when we put them up on the page um, because at least it doesn't cause any offence to anybody. Which we don't like to do, Kev. Um, Sorry, I was trying to find something here on... No, I can't find it on Instagram. But yeah, so they were the two would you rather. So that's what we're going to do going forward, guys. Would you rather Wednesday? Okay, we're going to stick up two posts on a Wednesday. Would you rather Wednesday? Okay? Okay. Kev's like, Wednesday or what? I'm like, no, Kev, no, it's called... Would you rather Wednesday? As in, we asked the question on a... Um, oh, sorry. We asked the question on a Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> you know what we haven't done, Kev, in a couple of weeks? And that's completely my fault, as usual. Premier League update. Fantasy football Premier League. Obviously, tonight, Man City. 2 nil and a half time. Tonight's Thursday. Just bet Spores 4-2. So, as usual, Spores being shite. Harry Kane needs to sign for Manchester United. I am not a United fan. But that's the only move that makes any fucking sense for that man. Right. Air League, Kev. Porrick Mulligan, how's your bra? Is still number one. However, Shane Malone with <laughs> bin dippers, right, is smashing it this week. And he's up to second now. He's only eight points behind him, right? Okay. Eric McQuillan, Bayer never losing. Now, oh, nice. He's only eight points behind as well, okay? Us, on the other hand. Let's just say we're not as close to the top as we are to the bottom. I am 67th on 993 pints. Kev, you are 70th with 953 pints. So you're 40 pints behind me at the middle. I think, me. I know we're going to have a couple of prizes in that for like the first place and all that. And laddies have given us a, a, a shit speaker. Um, you understand when talking? No, shit. Yeah, it was a speaker. Shit, shit speaker. Shit, shit speaker. Um, me and you, I think, need to do like an Ant and Deck challenge here. As in, like whoever comes, not first, because I'll probably come first. Uh, whoever <laughs> finishes ahead of the other one. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so whoever's basically last, whoever's bottom. Wow, that sounds wrong again. Whoever's bottom, right? Bring the two of us has to do a punishment of the other one's choosing. Okay. Right? Easy. Yeah. So I'm not going to make you give blood. I don't want you to die. Like, you no. know what I mean? So it's not. So we're grand. Right. Kev, you know what we'll do? We'll have a quick word from our sponsors.
If you're looking for pasta, you're looking for a kebab, you're looking for a burger, you're looking for a pizza, and that now includes the Kevin Pickle Pizza. There's only one place to go, folks. It is, of course, Tony's Pizzeria, Park Street, Dundalk. You can get them on Facebook, Instagram, or Tony's Pizzeria.ie. There we go. And we remember that last week, Kev, didn't we? Right. Kev, explain to our listeners, like you had to do to me, what the fuck like, Room 101 is. It's very fucking simple. The show has been on for 150 fucking years on TV. People, <laughs> stuff you dislike, stuff you hate, stuff you want to get rid of, stuff you want to put in Room 101 and never see return. That's what we want to talk about this week. Okay. Right. So, pers- how, many, pers- how many do you have? Uh, I wrote down... I stopped at seven. Well, I have four. Yeah. I pick, pick four. Right. Okay. There's some of these mightn't count because I, I mightn't understand the concept of this fully. Right. So I mightn't. Okay. Now, we did get a... a, a, a Things, couple places, of them. people. Mine's a lot of people. Okay. Like a lot of people. Well, don't pick all four people. Don't be picking four people you have. Okay. Well, then, can I just go... Right. Can I, It can be a thing, yeah? Yeah. Right. My first thing that I want to put into Room 101, which I believe means it's locked out of my mind forever. So you have to give a good reason for it, because then I have to allow it into Room 101. Oh, you're probably not going to let this. Rock show. Rock show? Why rock show? Because, one, it's vagina juice, right? It's There's flat. wrong with that, Pickle. Ah, well, it's in a pint glass. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> um... I wonder how much a girl would actually fill. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, 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 um, no. Um, where no, it, it it's flat Miller. It's advertised more than any other drink. They're intense. They're on a mountaintop. They're gonna fucking go hang gliding because they drank Rock Shore, right? Fuck off! Shouldn't go hang gliding when you're when you're drinking alcohol. Shouldn't go hang gliding. Look what happened to Gay on the surfboard after forty pints of stout, right? What happened? Well, I don't know. Christy Moore said he fell off or something, didn't he? Okay. So we did. You know what I mean? Like, hey, no. The first thing I am asking you to allow me to put into the the box of 101. Room 101. Oh, I thought we were like in a room 101 and it had no. a safe. No, right? it's, so it's actually room 101. So it's room. actually, right. So it's like safe 101 then. Like, yeah. Uh, right. I would ask you to allow me to put that shit alcoholic waste of space drink into there. And okay. as I'm closing it, I want you to hand me a pint of Guinness as you're closing it and go, good job. My first one, Pickle, mm. okay, is I've got such an example of it this week. <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay. Is people, passenger seat drivers, okay, passenger seat drivers really fucking pissed me off. Like, I'll give you an example. I had a passenger seat driver in my car the other day, Pickle, you might know him, <laughs> um, and telling me how I should drive, telling other drivers how they should drive, telling, no less, telling me the rules of the road as I drove the car. And you know what? <laughs> this person has never drove, never tried to drive, never cycled a bike, never learned the rules of the road, but this man thought he knew every rule of the road. And Pickle, you know who that is? That's you, Pickle. That's, that's me, well, yeah, that's me. Um, so, there's no... Room 101 has to be full of passenger seat drivers. Now, sometimes my wife is in the passenger seat, okay? Yeah. 
and I see her slamming the brakes, grabbing onto the handle, holding on for dear life as I drive my car or as I drive her car. And you know what my saying is, do you want to drive? So Pickle, do you want to drive? Because the other day, literally, every turn I took, it was either something somebody did wrong or it something was never I you. did wrong. It was that? No, 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 no. Well, no, you did. You, you did. I tried yeah. to reverse into the car. Why are you stopping for? No, because I want to go into the spot. Well, you didn't try to reverse, Kev, right? You were going relatively quickly in the middle of the road, and then you just stopped. <laughs> right yes. in the killer on, you just stopped. And then you were like, why is the cow behind me up my arse? Because he didn't know you were just randomly going to stop in the middle of the fucking but road. Kev. Once again, a passenger seat driver telling me, so Pickle. I'm not even asking. No, I'm no, telling you. It's open. It's open. Passenger, Just... seat, passenger seat drivers are going into room 101. That's no problem at all with that. Hey, so right. My next one, right, is people. That's it. No, people. No, right. So people, okay, at the top of aisles at shopping centers or that, right, who are more interested in asking Betty how whoring the kids got on at Christmas time, right? Then putting the fucking things into your bag, peeing and fucking off. And I want to extend on this a little bit. It's so the you're pe- telling me, poor little old Betty, right? Mm-hmm. Who mightn't yeah. have left the house for a week and a half because she's still afraid of COVID and she hasn't seen any or spoke to anybody. And you're going to deny her the fact that she can... Not talk to that the cashier. Nope, I'm going to make it easier. No, no, no. It, it's it's Betty's the servant girl, right? And the, no, 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 not, no, 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 she's not a, she's not a servant <laughs> girl. What I mean. <laughs> she's a cashier. Okay, right. a servant girl. This isn't the yeah. 1840s, <laughs> and she's not working for the man. Okay, sorry, she, it's just a a, a, check, a cashier. Yeah, or so, a, a worker. Yeah, a, not no no sexual. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. Not a servant girl. No, just a sorry. Person. So the problem I have is, oh is my that, God, you're going to jail. Yeah, the problem I have is the person who is the shopper is instigating yeah. this conversation and chat and exaggerating it and making it last longer than it needs to be. Okay, that's okay. who the problem is, right? That person, right? So the it's, cashier or the, the no, the, the, the shopper, shopper, the shopper. Yeah, right? This is what I'm saying. The shopper. So the shopper hasn't got out of his house. For a week and a half. It was a woman. Deny, it was a woman. You're going to deny the shopper that moment of conversation. Yeah, and here's why. If you want a moment of conversation, pick up the fucking phone and ring somebody, right? Seriously, don't look behind you. See all them people there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to get out so they can leave, right? But the other well, thing where, is... Well, where are you going to? Where are you going? Why is everybody in a I rush? I think we were heading to walk that morning. I can't remember. It was in Duns, down the what? hood, right? Well, why are but, we heading? Why are we in such a rush? We all need, we need to slow down. We need to slow that. Slow it all down. You don't no, slow no, down no. when you're driving. No, I do. I slow down very quickly. Yeah, to an abrupt stop. But no, <laughs> it's it's also right. They put the shopping away, right? It's yeah. in the trolley. Okay. And you're like you're like, fuck off, right? And this is the same person, right? And then they rummage through their handbag to get their purse out. Then yeah. they're rummaging for the right card. Then they're like, oh, I have to just find me value club card, right? And you're like, would you not have that relatively ready to go when you've been in shopping for an hour annoying every person who's stacking shelves or the guy behind the deli? And you're like, oh, how was your Christmas? You know what I mean? Like, Fuck off home, will you, you 90-year-old fucking 
bat. No, I'm not allowing this into room one on one. I I think that these these are these are the people that have done so much for the country and she so wasn't much even that old. She was just a nine as fuck. They they they're allowed to have a chat with the cashier. I I'd be one of those people, and I'll talk to the cashier and yap away to them. No problem. Like, what's wrong with that? But so, you can do two things at the same time. You can no, pack I a bike can't. and talk. No, no, you can't. What? Because in case you're not giving enough attention to her, like exactly. You have to have a conversation. You want to have a conversation? Have a conversation. Nobody's in a rush. You don't need to be rushing. Where are you right. rushing to? Okay, fair enough. It's not going into the room. You're a fucking flexi. It doesn't matter if you're five minutes late. It's a good point, actually. <laughs> uh, we'll find out on Tuesday when we go in. Oh, yeah, also, we met, we're, in the, we're in the Alex and Democrat. We're also going to Paddy Mac on Tuesday morning. I know we meant to go in during the week, but we didn't make it. So uh, we're going in on Tuesday as well. So we are. Right, so that one's not going into the fucking. No. You're an absolute bastard. Yeah. Right, go on. What's your next one? Once again, it happened to me as I was going through the town on Wednesday evening. The cyclist pissed me off in the in the best in the, most of the time. Okay, I don't like cyclists, but cyclists like they don't pay road tax. They use the roads. They don't pay road tax. Okay, but cyclists that but don't they might abide by, now. but cyclists that don't abide by the rules of the road. A red light's a red light. No matter what you're on, no matter who you're going with, or no matter what you're doing, a red light is a red light. A man, and there was a man going Jesus up, but up the road. Uh, past, uh, let me see, the Dundalk port, okay, and the traffic lights there, see the green the green oars on the right-hand side, the keys went down the left. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy so junction. That, busy junction, the right lights went red. He climbed the footpath, okay, not even the cent- not even the, the left or the right, he climbed the central footpath to the crossway, okay, up on that, and through the red light, walked over the road, and then go back on the bike and cycle again. I'm sorry. If that person had been knocked down by a car, he would have sued or claimed or done something like that. And it would have been the driver's fault. Yeah. You abide by the rules of the road, but the rules of the road, rules of the road stand for everybody. The passenger, the driver, a cyclist, a pedestrian. That's what you're meant to fucking do. Stop at the fucking red light. And if you do want to step at the red light, you're going to end up on top of my bonus. And I think that's a fair place to end up because I'm going to start taking the law into my own hands. Oh, no. The next next time I see a cyclist with a red light, through the red light, it's going to be Grand Theft Auto style. And that's what's going to happen. I love that. It'd be like a judge dread, like you stepping into the car going, I am the law. Uh, what a film it well the first one was a great film the second one was shite uh, so it was right well I suppose we're kind of on the same page for this one I will let that one in Kev simply right. because I can't stand cyclists in general like I don't understand like go one behind each other no I'd rather go six abreast and it's nearly as stupid as that kid and we talked about this before because I keep bringing it up right the fucking road safety ads for bicycles right when they're like hey be this far apart, apart right? <laughs> and then when he does it for the truck, the truck is actually driving on the wrong side of the road. And you're thinking, should I burn to be safe just so this little bicycle fucking numpty can have what? An inch is safe is a long way. Right, okay. And it's like, no, I guess I kept that's in there and it's staying in there forever. There's no problem at all with that one, right? Now, again, this one could be kind of similar and I wouldn't be surprised if it's on your list, right? Electric scooters. 
Or should I say... It's actually not on my list, but fuck. yes. Right. Or should I say the people on the electric scooters. You don't scooters. have to say anymore. It's in. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't even on my list. It only came into my head there when you mentioned the cyclists. So, yeah. I'll, that's a wild card one, right? I'm throwing yeah. that one in so I am like, okay. Now, my next one is... And you said something earlier on in the episode about this. And I was like, that's going to be Room 101. This is my... What? Pet peeve, pet hate, or not even hate because it has to happen if I hate it, right? My thing that I want to go into the box is anything that can go into my hole, right? Because I don't want anything to ever go into my arse, whether it's a doctor's thumb. That's not your thumb, that's your finger. A doctor's <laughs> thumb, right? A doctor's <laughs> finger. <laughs> I got mixed up there with my fingers. I was, I, I was looking at one hand and shaking the other hand. Um, I don't want anything. I know you have got stuff from Play Blue. Play Blue? Play Blue. Yeah. Play Blue. Play Blue. Play Blue. Yeah, I know you've got stuff from them. I know they are whittled down to a numb. Numb? To a nump? Numb? Whittled down to a nubbin. 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 Whittled down to a nubbin, right? Because it's been jacked into your house that long, right? But, yeah, I want in that room anything that can go into my house. Why? Because I don't ever want that to happen. But right don't now. knock it till you try it. My woman, over wife, and over again. Your wife, your wife. Sorry, my yeah. my life partner, my yeah. wife, my lady friend, whatever you want to call her, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> lady friend, somebody else. <laughs> um, I hope she, you don't have a lady friend. No, no. Wife, not going to be uh, happy with that. Uh, um, the... Um, Lost trade, thought they? Mm. She's been saying for years that I'm ready to kick through that ward, closet door, like you know what I mean? Because she's adamant that I have tendencies of a gay man. But if I do, it would never be the receiver. It would always be the quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because as I just said, I would like Room 101 to have anything that is of a size or forceful size that can go into my house because I just don't want that to happen. And I would really like, I've never thought I'd say this, Kev, but I'd really like if you'd allow that to go in. Which I, I, weird. No, I, I can't allow that to go in either. But it's for me. You can keep all your stuff in your backside. No, right? but see, this isn't for one person. It's for the world. The greater good. And I can't, I can't allow people that enjoy anal to have that removed from their, from their lives. Because a lot of people like it. And then gay men love it. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, that's but fine. No, but you're, you're denying the world of anal. Okay. Never thought about it that way, I suppose. Which is kind of denying us as well, isn't it? How? Well, I mean, for doing it. like. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. That you, can't, you can't do anything. <laughs> for God's sake. So you're taking it away. Yeah. So you're, you're biting your yeah. hand to each of it. You're biting your hand to each of it. You're, you're trying to have your cake and eating it. And you yeah. can't. Bite your hand to each of it. No. What are you saying? But I have no idea. No, I'm fucking there. <laughs> bite me hand to feed me. Biting the face to biting the hand to bed you. I don't know. Uh, bite the nose to scratch. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Right. What's your next one? Small car parking spaces. Hey, Why? Well. Everywhere. Everywhere. Because car, small, especially in high rise um, car parking areas, especially in Dublin. So if you go into a high-rise car parking area, like we have done, Pickle, yeah, yeah. in, in uh, the, 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 the Stevens Green Shopping Centre. Yeah. Okay. They're all stuck together. 
stuck together. Like, and then you've got pillars in the middle of them. So they're not even a power conference base because they're just a pillar. So they're counted as a, like, they're so tight and so small. Now, I'm not the biggest of chaps, and I have to squeeze out or squeeze in. And there is no need for a small car parking space in this day and age. It should all be like parent and toddler. I'm not saying like the disabled spots, but parent and toddler should be the normal size for I'll let you open the door, let you close the door, let you not scratch your door, let you just be safe in an yeah. area of not having bang your door, bang bang against somebody else's car. Question for you. Is a disabled spot bigger than a normal car park spot? Because I'm thinking of the ones at Tesco. Yes. Of course you are. You have no, to the parental to... ones are big. No, I know the, pr- the... the parental ones are bigger. So is the disabled ones because you have to be able to get your, your oh, wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just I didn't think about it because and that's probably that. Well, I won't get into it because it's, it's one of my next things that I want to bring up, right? But I can't allow you to put that in the room on a one, Kev. Why? Very nobody simply. Wants, nobody wants yeah. a small car, car parking space. Apart from people with a small car who yeah, don't have kids. Still, but they still want a, a big a big space. Nobody wants to have a small space. How nobody do you know? would want... Because nobody... Because I know. I, I'm a driver. You're not. Okay? So a, a driver will understand. Nobody wants a small, a small car parking space because... Yeah. If you do, you could damage your car, yeah. damage your boot, well, damage your box. I don't drive, but I still get out of a car. So I'm in the same. I'm, I agree with you. Like I do still, and I'm fat. Like I have to get out of the car. Like I have yeah. to. Like I'm so praying if, for a parental spot exactly. every day of the week. Because, every day of the week, and they should all be that size because then yeah, everyone has the same size car parking space, and everybody's happy. So that you can get in and out of the car safely and without hurting themselves or having to do gymnastics or become a contortionist. Because nobody wants to become a contortionist and somebody can twist their bodies into positions that they, that they shouldn't really be in. Can I just say, your impersonation by saying twisting your bodies while simply just putting your arm like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, Kev. Uh, right, you know what? I Because I'm a fat guy and I do get out of a car, even though I don't drive it, I understand completely. The main names I'd say, Avi, you wouldn't just go forward a wee yard there or... I'm Bye. outside the car and the yeah. pissed rain going, just come up a bit, just that fucking, just get up. Well, my, right, it's in it's in the room, Kev. It's in the room. I'm letting it in the room, right? But before we go on, right, with another one, right, I want to read out what we got sent in, right? This is interesting. Dirty fingernails. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there's a comma then, right? Staff in a deli without proper hygiene. Ah, uh, no. Hairnets, etc. Right? Okay. Well, unless they're doing the chips with their head like that. I don't really think that matters. The chipper... <laughs> but you don't have to read this out. The chipper in Lordship, that is cash only. Okay. So, I don't know what name of this is, right? Most chippers are cash only. Well, no. Every single takeaway in Dundalk use cash or card, Kev. You can pay with a card. Like, not be funny. Like, the Irish. Half the Roma. The Roma I- and the Isla. Isla. Yeah, the raw yeah. and they are two of the biggest ones. In so, so, pickle, can you just re- re- retract your statement there because you said every takeaway, hey, everyone apart from the two I just mentioned. Okay, <laughs> uh, people having full-on conversations on the phone while on a bus or a yeah, train—that's fucking annoying. Um, on phone without wearing a headset and making—I know—and people who ask, "Are you in the queue?" So, I, I, that's a good because you're standing. No, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm just standing here for the crack. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, 
Um, all for room 101. Right, okay. Who was that that sent that in? I love how we get messages and we don't know. Moxo, that's who it was. Right, my next one is this, Kev. I would like you to please, as a driver, which means you are a parker of a vehicle, okay? I would like you to allow me to put into the room people who park in parental spots with no kids. Yeah, I we don't. Talk, we we, yeah. we talk about this. Yeah, of course we have. It's a it's a, it's a really fucking pet peeve of mine. Like right, and again, it's not because I'm a driver. It's like if I'm in the car with Abby and we have the kids, it's like, hey, why are you getting into that car with a slab of fucking harp, right? Okay, or bro, or something, right? Or something cheap, right? Estelle or Estelle Stella, right? And driving off with nobody in the car, not even a car seat. You know what I mean? Like, I, it just, it, it, if you had a car seat, then at least when you're parked, right, and somebody drives past, you're thinking, oh, that's all right. They have kids. <laughs> Whether you filled it up with slabs of beer, I don't care. But, but my children don't use a car seat anymore, Pickle. But you still have the kids with you. Yeah, but you don't know that when you park up beside me. Why do you have an answer to fucking <laughs> everything, William? <laughs> but you, but you, you, you know what I mean? Well, the reason I was going to say, not mention disabled spots. And again, this is something that I mentioned before where I got completely well, caught you, out you by somebody. Have a, you might have a blue... A yeah. Blue, uh, yeah. So I said before on the podcast, a couple of years back, I was standing at the credit union on the ramparts and a guy parked in a disabled spot slightly over so I couldn't see the front of his car. I couldn't see a label, a sticker, the badge thing. Couldn't see, obviously, because it was over there. And I was thinking to myself, what a cunt, there was parking spots over there, like not that far of a walk, like, you know what I mean? And he gets out and he has one leg. And I'm like, I feel like that's a twat. Yeah, you know, well, that's one, but yeah, like I literally was like, I feel like the size of my penis right now. I'm just really going to shrivel up and just die. Um, so yeah, but like, that's why I don't really mind about the disabled spots because I think there's a lot more of them than there is parental spots, which makes me think does the council believe that there's more disabled people than there is parents? Um, I don't really know. But no, Kev, please, let... I let that into room 101. Parental spots. Thank you so much, Kev. I really appreciate it. Have, what's your last one? I'm See, I've been on this bridge too many times, okay, over the last couple of years, okay? The East Link Toll Bridge, okay? That one, we go through going to Dublin, yeah? No, 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 no. no. All right. that's, that's, a, that's a lovely one. I can understand that. There's a new motorway put in, okay? The motorway has to be paid for. And the people that run it need to make a profit. Okay, I can understand that one. Kind of, okay? It's paid for now, but it should be gone. The East Link Toll Bridge, right, is more or less just past uh, the Point Theatre. The Point Depot, even, or the Three Arena, or the O2, whatever you want to call it. It's got yeah. 150 names of this city. <laughs> you go over the little bridge there, Pickle, oh, it's just a wee bridge. Okay, it's been there since it opened since 1984, right? So it's paid for at this stage. And it's the most annoying bridge, right? It's It just cuts down. So the bridge is like three lanes each side, okay? Yeah. All of a sudden, you go through the bridge, and it goes into two lanes. So no matter when you go through it, no matter what time of day, no matter what time of the evening, okay, it's always a traffic jam at Eastling Toll Bridge, okay? It should never have been there in the first place. And the only reason, they, and it's not even the to- it's not even the bridge. The bridge is a lovely bridge. It goes up, it goes down. Let's let's say both through. It's quite nice, yeah. the bridge, but the toll on the after the bridge is horrendous. There is no need for it. 
it's not even, it's not having, it hasn't been updated or even looks decent anymore. It's this brown shitty hole of a plot that just takes money and sucks money out of your body, and you're just gonna go, ha ha, motherfucker! You have to use this bridge. And like I, the last time I went pickle, instead of me going over to East St. Bridge, I went through Dublin. Okay, I went down the whole Liffey, okay, and then turned off, and I came back up myself. It took me just twenty minutes to go, and I was yeah. like, I'm not paying two euro ten cent. To go into East St. Tullbridge as me going through the fucking port tunnel. No chance in hell. So you're just out of the port tunnel. Okay, you only come out of the port tunnel in like two kilometers. You're at another fucking toll bridge and it's very fucking long. So I am forcing. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll leave it swinging open for you. I really will. You can walk away with that. But what I don't understand is this, right? I know, like, I'm a ham at the best of times, right? With stuff, not knowing common sense stuff, right? But I know obviously like nobody understands why you pay USC and nobody understands why you pay this and that, right? Why is there toll bridges? Why to get to Drogheda? Do you have well, to pay? Well, because, well, the new bridge is put in and new motorway is put in. The bridge has to be paid for it, so the bridge gets paid for in that way. That's kind of the reason why yeah, you, you pay for a toll bridge. Like, it's not it'd like 10 cars. Europe, but yeah. it'd, be, it'd be huge in Europe. But you look at the amount of cars go through that on a daily basis. The bridge has now been paid for, so the really toll bridge should be actually taken down at this stage because the bridge has been paid for. That's what I was about to say. Like, should like, and obviously all that money goes to our incredibly brilliant no, government. None of it. No, none of it. Because Where does it go? The people that run the toll bridge, because we, of course, we didn't. Uh, we let it be privatized, so a company. We always do yeah. that. Yeah, we love it. I love it. It was like, no, sure, no, let somebody else do it there for us because, like, sure, we wouldn't be able to look after us. No, you just, why would you not want to make money? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you got, you got to, like, the Pascal, Pascal down there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The minute, yeah, yeah. Imagine being the minister, right, of public expenditure, right? The minister of public expenditure, and you cannot declare your public expenditure. That's like saying, I'm going to be a doctor, but you know what? I'm not. Yeah. But. Or I'm going to be. No, I'm not going to. I can't say that. No, you probably Uh, can't. I'm going to be a footballer, but I'm not going to put on a pair of boots. (laughs) Or shin pads. Um, Come on. The Minister of Public Expenditure does not declare his public expenditure. But it's okay. I could tick. Yeah. I could tick, are we? Kev, it's okay. Because. The other guy who did the exact same thing had to resign, right? Okay. That? I can't remember. It was a younger lad, right? It was only like a week before this, right? Literally. Oh, that's, that's different. That's, that was a housing. That was yeah. for a house that he said yeah. he never had. Yeah. But the reason why Pascal doesn't have to uh, resign is because, as far as he knew, he was telling the truth, right? So, even though he was lying. Yeah. So you can go to court. And be like, I didn't kill him. And judge be like, no, but you did. Like we have you on video. But I, I believe I didn't do it when I said I didn't do it. So therefore, no, he has to make another announcement on the next Tuesday. Tuesday, that, yeah. He took the four days. Yeah, he took yeah. the four days. Why did them fuckers not walk on a Monday? Some do. It's not even walked. They're sitting in an office shouting at each other. <laughs> that's what that's what you do on a daily basis. 
I would love to be a politician for a day. I swear. No, no, no. Yeah, how much cookery and crookery would you do? You'd be you'd be on a do- one of those. You'd be Pascal Dunhill, no doubt. Oh, I would be Bertie Ahern and I Charlie Mohey. Pickle, I will put up your fucking canvas posters, right? For a grand, no problem at all. I'll do that for you. Yeah, and you have to use a certain van, and you have yeah. to you. But I will tell nobody that you did it. Hey, but look, and, and then, then you'll give me. But you have to give me a job then yeah. in the in the in the office of housing. What's that? Hey, what it's, is that? A badge on. What? A badge cool. I'm getting. I'm in with Renegade. I'm in Anto on Saturday, getting the head shaved. So all ready for the live show, right? My very last thing, Kev, on my requested list. I'm trying to pick which one do I want at all because I have a few different random ones here. Okay. What I will go with is people. I put a lot of people into this room, right? People who believe without any doubt, right, that they know fucking everything. No matter what you might know. (laughs) You you want me to to put room one on one? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's like. Look, there's so many examples here that I could give, but I won't because it'll be very obvious that I'm talking about specific folk. But, like, older people who don't get more a mature young people. Boy, yeah, a more mature... Wow, you are so political. Are you just getting all this out today so that next hour you just, like... You better believe it. You can stand in front of people and go, you're a cunt, you look like a fucking idiot. Uh, you're, yeah. Um, I... I I once upon a time I knew a fella who I think he invented um oh what do you call that thing everything okay um like I think he created football I think he built all the nightclubs in Dundalk or at least designed and like told people that that's where they should go people like that who your life would be so much better without having met them or ten minutes you spoke spoke to them they're like. I could be like, oh, when I was 17, I went to America and won a gold medal. <gasps> no way. When I was 16, I went to America and I won two gold medals. Really? Wow, that's amazing. I bet you we went to the same place, but I'll say where first. And then you say, it. I went to Rhode Island. Oh, my God, I went to Rhode Island the year before that. So those people, ah, uh, fuck off into that room. And you went to Rhode Island? Rhode Island. Yeah, well, Family Guy is based um, so it obviously wasn't based back then. That was a 20... Jesus Christ, that was... What age are we, Kev? 1998 or 1990. No, it would have been... 2001. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but you, you, said ha- you, you said it happened around fucking... It was June. Yeah, it was June. Um, or, yeah, the end of June, then, or start of July. So, like, I always, like, kind of half-joked that, like, like, what if the terrorists were... Because well, we left in the same airport. Uh, what if they one of the airports were yeah. early? Like, what if they were like, "Hey, you know what sounds good? Fucking second of July." You know what I mean? Seven o two sounds better than nine eleven. You know what I mean? I just like I always think about that. It's like, fuck, like you know what I mean? That could have been me. You uh, always think about that. That's fucking weird. Okay, Pickle, it's me. That is the that is the end of the pod show because we are going since fucking nine o'clock really. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this so was a, this, think, it's a quarter of eleven now on a fucking yeah. tour of the nightclub, and I still have I'm going to bed. Watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go watch some wrestling. Um, so I am, but yeah, listen, guys. Obviously, there's no episode like this next week. We have our live show. Very big thanks to McAllister's Bar for welcoming us in. A big thanks to Dan uh, from obviously the Stormers, but also our basically sound engineer, video lighting. technician, lighting 
our our man, right? Uh, big thanks to him. Obviously, he's coming down and recording it. We have, like we said, big thanks to loads and loads of businesses. There's more getting in contact as well. So we really appreciate it. We're going to have a raffle on the night. We're going to have a couple of people doing the lane or doing doing lanes. That sounds terrible. That might happen. <laughs> that I might don't happen know. too. That might happen as well. Okay. Um, live on stage. Live on. I swear, I would fucking love to do that. It actually might calm me down a wee bit. Um, but no, big thanks don't to all think the it, Don't think it would. No, <laughs> big thanks to all the businesses that are coming in supporting us. Big thanks to the August, the Democrat, Dundalk FM, who are hopping into Paddy Mac. That sounded terrible. Uh, we're hopping into the studio, and we're going to talk to him on Tuesday morning. But yeah, guys, if you just want a bit of crack, Baz Black, a couple of other guests as well, hopefully, uh, Stormer's music. You know I mean, nine o'clock, but it's a pub. Come in from eight o'clock, whatever. Come in from half eight. You know I mean, it's a pub. Come in at six o'clock if you want. Like, yeah, come in. Do me a favor, guys. Your pickle was so nervous, okay? Come in about half six, okay? Just so we know people are there. So we know we can we, we can have, we have support. Yeah, there's probably a match on, and I'll be drinking pints at that stage anyway. Nails. He, he, he won't be. I will. I tell you, I will. I'll be a okay, Just go check something now. Yeah, I'm going to go do something. Uh, but listen, guys, come here. That was episode 101. We will see you on the flip side of the live show. Thanks for all the support. I hope you're there to enjoy it. We will try our best to enjoy it as well, Kev. But we, we don't know what we're doing, but we give it a no. go. We will give it a go. But listen, guys, as Enjoy always, show. have a great week, guys. Good luck. On Raglan Road No
Dios mira y sí episode in the company of a gentleman who I would love to introduce. This, of course, is Kieran McIver, who is the chairman of the Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee. Kieran, you are very welcome to the show, man. How are you? Yeah, thanks very much. It's, it's nice to hear a, a Dundalk man welcoming a draw of a man onto, onto the show. So, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen too often, Kieran. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and it's only because I do the intros. Kev probably just would have said, here's some fella from Drada. Um, so it is. But no, listen, we'll get stuck into things, okay? You messaged us during the week. You're coming on, obviously, if you want to chat about exactly that. Deirdre Gogarty, okay? Um, let, for everybody who's obviously listening in, who, as I was until literally a few days ago when you messaged us, I was having no idea. Fill us in, Kieran, exactly what it is that you're doing at the minute. Uh, so basically, um, so, so, so Deirdre Gogarty is the basically the first ever female professional boxer ever to fight on, on the island. Um, so I know a lot of people would know about people like Katie Taylor and, and Amy, of course, from where you and uh, people would kind of see Katie as much as a trailblazer, which she, she is like female, female boxer wouldn't be where it is today without Katie at all. Like, like to the level to what women are getting paid now on, and the, the amount that are getting put on shows. Uh, on shows like it's just it's she's completely changed the game but the first ever in this country w- was Deirdre so Deirdre only turned over professional 1991 and she's from Drogheda um, and the interesting thing about Deirdre when Deirdre was doing it, it was illegal to, for women to box completely um, and what happened was so on the 30th of June 1991 uh, Deirdre and Amory Griffin fought basically behind closed doors in a beer garden for uh, in the first fight between two women on the island um, and it was actually unsanctioned so the IBA didn't know about it they had to do it without telling anyone so um, yeah so that, that was actually the first fight between two women on the island now Katie had the first sanctioned fight in 2001 which was in, in the National Stadium um, but in 2001, was, so uh, from in 2001, yeah. that was the first sanctioned women's. Yeah. Jesus. So Katie was, I think Katie was 13, I think, at the yeah. time. Now, Katie had obviously, everyone knows the stories about Katie, like 
she was boxing on shows, pretending to be a boy and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And yeah. um, but like everyone knew how good she was. She was in the gyms, and and her dad Pete was really pushing on the IBA. Um, and it was only a matter of time, really. But um, but like the years are literally the, like the female boxing. It it just didn't exist in Ireland. It, it like it was just boxing was men in it, and there wasn't even women training in the box. Yeah. Like so, she used to. So her father owned it. it ran a dentist practice in Drogheda and she used to cycle from Drogheda Grammar School to the dentistry and the Drogheda Boxing Club at the time was on Dyer Street um, for any people who know where that mm-hmm. is it's where it's across from the back of um, the town centre in Drogheda oh. it used to be a big shed I don't know if this is in your time lads but there used to be a lot of uh, concerts like like you know uh, gigs and all that on a Friday Saturday night well something yeah I remember something being on yeah uh, now this is this is like before my time now this is the end of the 80s like um Ah, Kev was at them every weekend. Me father used to think you should probably head up to them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as well as mine, probably, yeah. Um, but <laughs> but uh, that's where the boxing club was, and she used to look out the, the window every day, and she was like, oh, I'd love to do it. She was obsessed with boxing ever since she watched Brian McGuigan and win a world title. So she eventually mustered up the courage to, to walk over and ask Joe Leonard, could, could she box in it? And uh, he was like, no you can't box like women aren't, aren't led box like it's it's against it's basically against the law not like, as in against the laws in the IBA sanctioned boxing so when you box in competitions they're basically they're the only ones that have legal right to have the the, the basically the, the regulations in place to, yeah. to, to, to hold shows so basically yeah, for protection, without, for protection without and insurance and all it's that it's an illegal yeah. fight like so yeah um, so no one's no one's going to enjoy it. So anyway, so Joe basically said, "Yeah, look." He eventually came around and said, "Look, you can train, but my loyalty is to the fellas here, and you just need to just train away on your own." And eventually, she was just chasing and chasing for fights, and because uh, IBA rules, just women couldn't box. And uh, what happened was that her parents went through a, a separation, quite a bad separation. So she was the youngest of eight kids, very much like the Black Sheep fan. Because if you can imagine. You know, her mom and dad, like, her dad was the president of the Irish Dentist Association, the lovely big house. Um, You know, he had a yacht club. Uh, the mother was also in dentistry, you know, real prim and proper. And uh, she obviously wasn't turning out the way that, <laughs> they, that yeah. they wanted, like, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, like, like, let's be honest, back in, what, the 80s, 80s, women we're told you stay in the kitchen and you're told what to do and even if you're that at that age you, you, you're on a trajectory of what probably maybe a nurse or something like that do you know what I mean on that or maybe yeah. going to dentistry or so on like that was the trajectory of a girl in the 80s possibly you know what I mean but to be a boxer mm. yeah, really like, wasn't uncalled like completely yeah. uncalled upon like so it is like, yeah. or untold of like the funny thing was uh, like Deirdre was obsessed with boxing and she really wanted to be a boxer but she didn't want anyone to know about it in case did, something happened like they'd like the family kicked her out of the house or something like that do you know what I mean so she used to have a boxing bag like she made, had a boxing bag made uh, by her dad he stuffed uh, some bag and uh, she hid it in her wardrobe so every time she'd open the door and start punching it and stuff but she didn't want anyone to know about it Um and then, like her mom thought there was something wrong with her, like. But uh, anyway, so so they went through a bat, a bat, like a like a separation. And what happened was, Deirdre was basically left in in that big house in Rome because the father had moved out and the mother had moved out, and uh, she kind of then thought, you know, I want to keep boxing, and she was staying with her mom then in Dublin, and that was 
near St. Saviour's. So St. Saviour's has, has a great reputation in boxing because uh, there's been many Olympians in it. And, uh, you know, you have people like Darren Sutherland went there, Emma Brennan, who was in the last Olympics. Uh, Kelly yeah. Harrington had, fought, had uh, mm-hmm. boxed there before. Like so many um, Olympians and and just really 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 good boxers. Like so, she eventually walked over there one night and um, John McCormick who was actually in the pub across the way. Who runs it with his brother Pat and he saw her outside and he walked over. He said, "This girl must be lost." Now back then, like when women were in boxing clubs, like when she went into draw the boxing club or Sabers, like her family and people thought she was in seeing a fella. Like the back then, women just went to the box club just to yeah. sit down and watch the lads train or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's how far behind they were back then. Like, and uh, he says, "Are you are you lost? Are you looking for something?" She says, "No, I want to box." He says, "Girls don't box. Girls are pretty." That's that was his answer. <laughs> and uh, but John has uh, like John since then has really come around because he let her train because she eventually convinced him, and uh, now he like he is. Like if you met him now, like he's a lovely man, completely different to what he used to think. But um, his brother really saw um the ambition in her that she wanted to be a a good boxer. She went, she did everything to try to get a fight. So she went to the Pat Kenny show, and uh, you know it wasn't like now where someone like Amy or Kelly or whatever goes on 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 yeah. Ireland AM or something like that, and yeah. just like but like, like she went on um the Kelly show new TV. <laughs> the guy's just looking Jeez. at him. Yeah, you want to fight? He's he, he's like, so what? I cannot go along with that. You know, he's, he says, so what? Men strike you in the face, and you just let them do that. Is she's like, yeah. He goes, I cannot go. Like, he just, it was just so far fetched back yeah. then. You know, so backwards. Even, like, even her, even her, um, even her family thought she was going through a phase. Like, this is all yeah, just yeah. a phase, and it was like infuriating to her. Like, it like. Because she's, she was like, this is really serious. This is something I really want to do. But it didn't exist in Ireland, so no one could see how she was going to do it. But eventually what happened was she, uh, one of her coaches had links to a guy called Bo Wilford in America, and she kept writing to him. And that fight between her and Amber Griffin, she got the tape for it, and she posted it over to him. And Because uh, women boxing back then, even in America, wasn't... In America, there was women boxing, but still wasn't accepted by a lot of coaches. And he got a letter from a girl who wanted the box and he just put it in, in the bin. And then he got the tape and he watched the tape and then he was like, he, he was really surprised how good she was. Like, yeah. He says, she needs some work, but uh, she definitely has uh, has something. Like, so then he took her on. He put on loads of shows. He managed her, promoted her. And uh, she then, that, then she was officially then the, the first Irish female professional from Ireland um, ever. Like, And she could she could have represented us as an amateur but obviously that wasn't allowed like so but the reason why I want to do this for Deirdre so basically I could put together a committee to basically erect the statue of Deirdre yeah. in uh, in the town of Drogheda for a few different reasons but we have we have statues in the town we've won of Joe Mara who went to the Olympics um, and in handball and then we've won of Sox Burn. Sox Burn won bronze in the Olympics in 1956 um, in boxing. Yeah. And there's, there's nothing of Deirdre. was the first ever world champion from the from the island. And uh, there's even more things that she's done. Like when she went to America, that she really did change. She didn't only just change it for women in this country, but 
across the world of boxing because first of all the first ever all female boxing card was in 1994 um or sorry 1995 1995 and she was she fought on that and also the Deirdre Nelson the second professional from the island yeah and then the year after that then so basically she had two world title uh, shots and she 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 will ask button but she kept putting herself back in the mix and what happened was it wasn't really weight classes back then, like the world title holding the body. So I know he's you, probably heard before of the boxing uh, scene having the ABC, the alphabetical belts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's four recognized at the moment. So there's WCWA, uh, WO and IBF, and uh, neither of them had rankings for women and they didn't have any female champions at the time. They kind of gave one to Christy Martin as merit because Don King was her promoter and um, she was winning a lot of fights. But yeah. there was none. So... You're kind of just trying to get someone and try get them to agree to a weight that was in some way close, um. But it was just crazy. So she was offered a fight against Christy Martin. So Christy Martin was a uh, welterweight at that time. So 147 pounds. What's that? Ten stone? Something like that? Ten stone? Yeah, just over ten, ten, ten stone. Yeah. Yeah, just I over ten stone. I, yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm, I'm a wee bit north of that. No, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, just yeah, yeah, ten yeah. and a half stone. Yeah, <laughs> and then um. Like the other was was a, a featherweight, which is 120, 125 pounds. Jeez, so a couple you know of stone I mean? so it was quite like, a bit, like, you know, yeah. well over a stone and a half between yeah. them. Like, and uh, so that was agreed. So the Christy Martin was a big puncher, um, managed by Don King. No other woman was getting any of that kind of uh, push. And it was because of her personality and her looks and all these kind of things. And uh, and the way that she fought was really exciting. And uh, it was Paddy's weekend in America. Well, around the world, it was Paddy's weekend. <laughs> but uh, but she was she was offered to fight Christy Martin on 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 a card, and it was actually on the undercard of uh, Mike Tyson and Frank Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the first time two women had ever ever fought on a pay per view. Um, and obviously Deirdre was part of that, and Deirdre, well, they had agreed on a way. So basically, the board says, right, okay, look. There's a big gap between these two in weight. But if, if Deirdre can weigh in at this weight, she can't be any lighter than that. Yeah. Which, which yeah. is unheard of in boxing because you yeah. just said you can't be over yeah. your weight. Yeah. Like, and said, right, okay. So basically they're in the casino and our, and our coach, Bo Wilford, like got loads of coins like in the casino, loads, and packed them up in in, in socks. So, and they just tucked them in everywhere, her bra, her, her, like, her underwear, the whole lot. No way. And, uh, just try to weigh her down. Just yeah, yeah, just to, to make the way. So she got in and she was delicious. You could see it in the ring, she's like, stone and a half. Yeah. But no one took it seriously because the two of them were going into the ring and they were getting heckled. People were like these two women, they're probably gonna say hey, what are you doing? each other or whatever. Yeah. Pulling each other's hair or something, yeah. 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 Something, something, it... something you'd see in West Street there on a Saturday night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but the thing is the two women knew they could fight, like, but no yeah. one like no one like no one had seen it. Like no one no one gave it the time of day, like you know. And uh it's it's now called the 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 woman's version of the thrill in Manila. Um, you know what that is, Muhammad yeah. Ali and the, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was an unbelievable fight, like because Deirdre was giving it back as as good as she was taking it with Christy, and there was it was a tight fight then at the end. Two were going at it. Deirdre got up, she got up, and then went back. Christy Martin. There's a great picture of Christy Martin at the end of it, and her her nose. Is busted and uh, it's just blood all over her. Um, 
her boxing outfit, and she's wearing pink shorts and a white top. But she, there's that much blood on the white top. It's like it's like, it's like <laughs> matching with the with the with the shorts, you know. Uh, but look, due to loss, but that changed the face of women's box because after that. the hotel phone in the room and uh, she goes up she goes up to the room stop, just, and, just stop uh, she, realize, she realizes that there's voice messages on it yeah you know what I mean she picks it yeah. up and it went on for like she was standing there for like over an hour it was like 200 messages she thought people were playing a prank on her she went back down and all the journalists were interviewing her and Christy Martin and uh, yeah that, that just completely changed it and then after that what happened was uh, she got a letter in the post from a young girl from Ireland, a uh, ten-year-old, um, and she said, l- l- "Like I, I loved, I got the tape of your fight, because uh, that's the way it was back then as well." Yeah, you know, video tapes. We all know that. And yeah. uh, I got the tape of your fight. Thanks for sending it to me. And um, I can see why you went to America to box. He says, "I don't like, um, I don't see boxing taking off here in a long time. My dad's trying to get me to box." Uh, on competitions, but they're not letting me. And uh, she said, then uh, she says, but uh, maybe someday they'll let us box in the Olympics. And that was Katie Taylor, like when she was only ten. And yeah, and of course, the first time women could fight in the Olympics, Katie was the one that won gold. Yeah, exactly. Like um, and Deirdre always kept that that letter, like um, and actually, people don't realize that when Deirdre was home, like Deirdre, like Pete would take Katie out to to visit her sometimes. And uh, and then the next year, then she finally like achieved her her goal of becoming a world champion, beating Cotton Bonnie Canino. Um, and that was kind of like relief to her because she she says, "Look, I'm going to go to America and I'm going to chase this." And everyone's like, "It's a phase. I'm home. Or she yeah. won't work out." And that was kind of more relief than than going, "Look, like I, if I'm going to America, I have to come home with with a world title. I have to." Yeah. Um, and she did like, and and then in 2015, she was inducted into the. Women's International Boxing Hall of Fame. So internationally, she's been recognised, uh, especially by women in sport. But uh, this here... seems, yeah, it seems like such an obvious thing. Like, you know, when you talk about, so, and this isn't somebody who just won a world title in one fight and lost it in the next fight. She defended it as well, so she did okay with first round knockouts as well. Okay, so she didn't just like she wasn't that guy to bet fucking Joshua, you know, the big guy. Uh, Luis. Andy, Andy yeah, Ruiz. Yeah, you know what I mean? It wasn't this like uh, a swan in the pan thing. You know I mean like you won a title, well done, now you're going to lose it the next time you fight. But like, as you just said, she was put into the, inducted into the Women's International Boxing Hall of Fame in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. And yet you have to fight now in 2023 to justify putting a statue up for somebody mm. like this. I like, surely the council and everybody, I know you said there's a committee of people, but surely, like I looked at your GoFundMe, when you said, message me first, right, you said three grand in it, I think, right? There was 15 grand in it today. <laughs> that was like two days apart. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, see, we got lots of donations from businesses and stuff like that, yeah. but obviously they were, they, were, yeah. they were too substantial for me to, for them to just pay it over GoFundMe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you had, just to figure out, on that, like, so I had obviously got in quite a few donations from, yeah. from businesses uh, in the town, so just well, a bit, and it, it makes it, it shows, 
me being able to do that, it shows our target. It shows us moving up towards the target yeah. as well, you know. And so, um, Kieran, what what is your target? What are you, what what number are you trying to get to? Yeah, like I so know there's a figure on it, but when can you get the ball really rolling? If you know what I mean, is there a figure before the final figure? If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like so, like seventy five thousand would would pay for everything. That that would like have the statue made, casted, bronzed, ready to go, um, and that would also include the the transport over from where it's getting made over here, um, pretty much up and up to the plaque. It's just the I put that goal there because um we're gonna have to go a little bit above the seventy five because of course um just there's gonna be cost like like the plaque I don't know how like that's probably four or five thousand maybe yeah um and then uh then just any extra cost that we might like it might be customs cost when it when it lands to Ireland yeah or um I don't know like it, it, paying someone to help actually lift it onto the, the you know yeah. all these all these yeah. things it's, um it's better cost. to be look it's better to be looking at it than looking for Kieran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're one who's done done the statue, like who's doing the statue, like she's phenomenal. Um, Laurie uh, Dizzy Grandma, and she's done so many statues around the world. But like she's done Roger Federer's. Um, wow. She's done like she's done some like Virginia Woolf, yeah. and she's done two in. She's done the two in our town. So that's why they picked her. Okay. We could, we could trust her, and she included in our cost a maquette version. So we're gonna have a a small version of before the big thing gets made because then we can show the people like this is what it's going to look like yeah um where are you where, where would you like to where are you looking to place it here on indrahada where whereabouts are you looking to put it on well ideally ideally uh beside the other ones then at scotch hall purely for the fact that like deers actually lived on that road if you follow that road beside scotch hall and keep going you you like that that's her school's on the right hand side and then our house is on the right hand side um okay. makes sense so it makes total sense, and she like she. I was talking to her today. I was actually I actually Facetimed her today, and uh, she was saying, "Yeah, like like there's so much history there, and uh, like that area. It's called the Bull Ring as well." And um, she just said, "Like like the rivers going through the town. You can see the port, um, St Mary's Bridge, and uh, she just thought it was incredible when Sox Burn statue was put there. Like, wow." Yeah. A boxer is in that place. Yeah. No, like in the she middle must, of the town, She so. must be very proud, Kieran. She must be even proud that people in the town are talking about her in this sort of way. She to feel that, that pride. I know that there, there is that banter between them talking to her, but the, the pride of the town must be really coming together even just for this one this one thing. Like, I mean, and for herself and yourself and the committee, they must be very proud that you can do this for her, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. Like, the support we've got is, but like, there's no one that's gone. No, like, why would you do that? Like, there's no, there's no one saying that. Like, like now, obviously, the old key- keyboard warrior and all that. Someone who, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't worry about like, even guys. for for people to come forward and, and just start a committee. Like, like it takes a lot of fucking cojones. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for someone to, to criticize it, like, um, it, it does not, re- does not really, there's no justification or reason to discredit it because if you're gonna allow one of Sox Burns up who deserves one. Yeah. Yeah. Olympic bronze medal. Why wouldn't like there's only one answer to why you don't want it to go up. And we all know what that re- that answer is like. Yeah. Yeah. Um so um anyway, so yeah, no, like Deirdre is very proud, um, of course. But the most surprising thing for me was because I'm I'm a huge boxing fan. Like like I like I've been going with this channel, I've been going to professional boxing shows for 
four or five years with the channel, yeah. like um, like interviewing the likes of you know, Mick Holland and things like that. But like, oh, legendary, but legendary. but but like, still, even at that, like when I found out about this, when I stumbled across it, so a friend of mine, um, Alan from Enswell Podcast, it's a boxing podcast in mm-hmm. in the country, and uh, I. I came across a highlight video. This is like two years ago now, I think, maybe a bit more. And I was like, who's this? It's the intro. And, and I was looking up and I was like, oh my God, this person's from my town. I yeah. couldn't believe it because I usually, yeah. the history, especially in Irish boxing, I'd be really like engulfed in, yeah. in the history of it. And uh, I couldn't find anyone before her. And I literally realized this is the first ever from this country. Like, and you know, if I say to someone, oh, yeah, like, I might f- make Deirdre feel old going, oh, 30 years ago, um, like, you started your career and all that, oh, you yeah. make feel... But if you think of male boxing, like, right, or just boxing in this country in general, mm-hmm. you're going back, like, over 100 years, like, when there was the bare knuckle boxing and then Queensbury rules came into play probably 120, 130 years ago. And in my lifetime, I was born on 25th of June, 1991, and Deirdre had a debut five days later so in my lifetime the Deirdre's had the yeah. fight she's she's travelled over she's fought on a pay-per-view she's won the world title she's retired and and now I'm having a FaceTime where that's how sh- short the time span yeah, is yeah. of women's boxing in Ireland right now that's and everyone's seen it flourish at the moment but they don't realise well, it was only com- 20 years ago um, that it was different but anyway um, but when I found out about Deirdre I interviewed her because I, I realised that it was coming up to the anniversary of her fight with Anne-Marie and I felt like no one was talking about it and stuff and I, I remember FaceTiming her no sorry I Zoomed her and I just like she's a different person then like she's much older than she's a kid and um, I was looking at her and I just couldn't believe that not more was said about her and she told me, she was saying, like, you know, when I see videos of Ireland, like, I still get, I still get homesick because she couldn't really come home because, like, she met she met her husband there. And, and yeah, because she's um, coaching, like isn't it? Yeah, she's coaching them at the Raging Cajun Boxing Club, isn't it? Yeah, she, uh, she was for a long time. Yeah. Um, but what happened was her coach, Bo Wilford, used to run that. And as Deirdre said, he was like seven people. Um, yeah. And he, he passed away about three years ago. And uh, they, they 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 closed the boxing club in the end, um, because it's just it, like he he just always ran for such a long yeah. time, um, but uh yeah, so she, she, like she's still out there now, but I just felt like I just couldn't believe how little people are saying about her and and thought, and I just said this isn't uh, this isn't right like that like it's not right that people in this town know nothing about Deirdre like yeah. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, geez, we all know Stephen Staunton. You know what I mean? Like, and we're proud of him for playing yeah. Ryan. Like, that's all he did. He just played Ryan. Like, you know what I mean? He, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This, this is a world champion we're talking about here, and she's literally from up the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, do you know, she's like the, the millions of other um, uh, Irish people that had to emigrate from this country for different reasons, and um, like y- y- you think of like the sl- the doors that were slammed shut in her face. Like it's almost like we should feel like we, we have, we should be going. Listen, we're, listen, we're sorry, dear. We want, <laughs> please yeah. come back, and we're going to honour you for for what you've done. Like, um, so this is like obviously the the committee, not the committee's gift, but the town's gift to yeah. to Deirdre. Like, um, 
to recognise that. And, and it's, I, I see it in her now today when I FaceTime her because I, I speak to her on the phone, but and we spoke about the statue and I kind of said in the past and comment and sure enough, people around the town were mentioned to me. So what's the story with the statue then? Like, how's it going? And I, I wasn't saying I was going to. Yeah, yeah. But then sure enough, I felt like I'd mentioned it. So I was like, right, I need to, I need to now hold myself accountable to what I've said. And uh, <laughs> I was like, well, some, like I'm only, I'm only 31. Um, <laughs> and I says, right, well, whilst I'm young and I have the, 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 drive, the, the drive, the drive. Yeah. Yeah. I remember okay. asking. I, I remember asking Deirdre. I said, "Do you know all the things you went through?" And he says, "If you had a choice of turning over again back then or turning over now, what would you choose?" And she goes, "She's. I don't know, but she says it's different when you're at that age. You've such drive, um, yeah. and she says you might as well do those things when you have the drive." So I was just thinking about. It. I was like, "Right, we're well, getting a statue. It was actually a piece of piss to what Deirdre did. Like so. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's why I kind of just said, right, let's." Let's do it, like, but um, yeah, no. So, not a fair play. Seen, yeah, like massive. The reaction we've got is good, like it, and uh, I'm delighted with that. Like, but we still have more, much more to go. Like, yeah, and look, well, like obviously with the page and that, I know obviously the Instagram page is set up and all that. Like, we'll obviously be sharing that. We'll share the. We'll be tagging you in on like when the video and that comes out over the weekend. When we put it up on Spotify, uh, everything else. Like you know, what I mean, we'll obviously put the GoFundMe page up as well whenever we share. You know, what I mean, like we'll obviously, as I said to you off air before we started this, like this platform's here for anybody who wants to come on, whether it's a cause or whether it's somebody setting up a business. You know what I mean? Like it's just to try yeah. and get the ward out as much as possible yeah. and like as Kev said there'll be banter between the dark and Drahla of course it does it always will be you know what I mean like but <laughs> like at the end of the yeah. day this like, was a you know as I always say like it's it's it's, it's a wonderful thing for the county lad that uh, yeah. that Amy Broadhurst is uh, is a world champion and the first from county lad just, just a pity she's not from Drahla like you know? <laughs> but, uh, but no uh, sorry what I was going to say is I forgot to say this um so Deirdre's actually going to be home in in Drotada in May. Um, so there's talk of Katie Taylor's fighting Crow Park and uh, <laughs> basically being inside the, the boxing meet. I'm hearing different things. I'm hearing it's either going to be May twentieth or, or May twenty seventh. It's between them two. Yeah. That's if it gets over the line. Um, would you believe it's one of the reasons why it's taken so long to, to for it to be made is because the cost of running a boxing show. Or sorry, running any type of event in uh, Croke Park is actually three and a half times more than Wembley. Um, so the cost that they're trying to do at the moment, it, it's like they're trying to get other people to pitch in with money, like the government and stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it's costing a lot. Jesus. Because, do you know, like if you do the concert, it's a GAA. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. But see, the thing is, like you know, when you have a concert, uh, you you pay a small fee have the arena and security and all that stuff but with boxing you have to pay the board so the board are basically the license body so they have to be there judges all these people you have to pay all of them and then you have to pay extra security because it's boxing and, and the reputation that boxing's got over the last five years whether it's fair or unfair from what other people have done in the sport um and yeah so that that's that's Jesus kind of Christ. but anyway like um so what I was going to say was it's around that time. So Deirdre's planning to come home and watch that. And and if not, if that doesn't happen, she's still going to come home anyway. And we're yeah. going to be doing an event 
Andrada basically for her. It's like a sit down kind of thing, um, Andrada. And it's not officially done yet because we need to know exactly the date, but it's around May 19th. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like keep an eye on the page for people and uh, you might actually get to meet the woman in the flesh. Like seriously, like how fucking cool would that be? Like, Kev, we love meeting like famous people because we've actually met. We've actually met. Like, you have Tyson Fury's signed fucking boxing gloves uh, from when you met him way before he was a world champion. Um, so you have. Which oh, I, cool. I met Tyson Fury when he was Irish. And oh yeah, he was Irish. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was Irish then. So he was. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, look, like we'll keep sharing. Like, end that we see up on your page, Kieran. <laughs> We'll keep sharing it. Um, try and spread it out as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we'll keep all the links and all that up. And you know what I mean? Anything going down the road and that. If you need anything from us, you know what I mean? You need to come back on. Anything happens. You know what I mean? Just give us a shout. You know what I mean? Always welcome. Platform's always here for you. If there's anything at all that we can do to help or if you just need us to give you a different platform to come on and chat, you're always welcome, man. I really appreciate you coming on tonight, hey? No, I really appreciate you giving me the time, lads. And, no problem at all. Um, so yeah, uh, any any place I can I can reach out to include the dog, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, we're not all bad, <laughs> but look, if we're lucky Fearless. enough for the for the sit down for the sit down um event with Deirdre, where she'll be talking about her career, um, hopefully, we'll get lucky enough, we'll have Amy Broders up on the stage as well. So, Brilliant. Um, hopefully, past, hopefully, and, so, yeah. past and the future, so huh? there will be a reason for you to come down to draw lads, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. He'll, he'll be driving. So he Keep on. Uh, listen, mate, thank you so much again for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Best of luck with everything. Okay. Thanks very much, Kieran. Cheers, Kieran. Cheers, boy. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Bye-bye. lads.